Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. We're going to review Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny for you. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Straight into it then for this fifth entry <laughs> into the Indiana Jones <laughs> franchise. This one is directed by James Mangold and written by Jez Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, David Coep, and James Mangold himself. Hmm. Stars, of course, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, <laughs> Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Daniel Banderas, John Reese davies Toby Jones, Boyd Holbrook and Mads Mikkelsen. It is 154 minutes long, opened just a couple of days ago at time of recording, taking only $25 million according to Wikipedia, but that's literally off just Friday's box office takings. Okay. It wouldn't have been updated by this stage yet. Wayne, what do you think the budget was for this fifth entry into the franchise? Okay, so every time I see like the fifth entry in a successful franchise, one might argue, I'm going to say 200 million. 250 to 295 million dollar unis. Really? That's what Wikipedia tells me. John Williams is Hmm. back doing the score. It's always worth mentioning that. But Wayne, what is Dial of Destiny about? Okay, so once Daredevil, archaeologist Indiana Jones, races literally against time to retrieve a legendary dial which can change the course of history. He is accompanied by his goddaughter, who is Fleabag. And he soon finds himself squaring off against Jürgen Voller, who is a former Nazi who works for NASA, and also he's Hannibal Lecter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On Rotten Tomatoes, first of all, in terms of the formal critic response, this one has 68% of positive out of 294 critics reviews with an average score 6.4 out of 10. Hmm. On Metacritic, that's down to 57 out of 100 based on 60 critics which is indicate mixed or average reviews. And on CinemaScore, audiences polled gave it a B plus on the A plus to F scale when being surveyed leaving the cinema. Gee, that's not the best. Well, as we're well aware, Wayne, and we've joked a couple of times on the show, this mm. got a whole bunch of negative reviews very early yeah. on. 68% is not terrible, but it's also not great and probably not where the studio or indeed every financial backer behind the film would like it to be. For this franchise, absolutely not. Yeah. So, all right then, without any further ado, mm-hmm. we're both massive Indiana Jones fans. Huge! We both hate the fourth one, me maybe more so than your good sure, self. Sure, sure. I watched all four of them again last year with my daughter for the first time and cannot still to this day believe how terrible that fourth film is. Mm. In my mind, if this fifth film isn't great, it sinks the legacy because now we have two not good films and three great films even if I don't like Temple of Doom as much as you do. Sure. But if it is great, it restores the mantle of Indiana Jones being one of the greatest franchises I of all I think so, because time. Mission Impossible had that bad number two, but everything yeah. else is great. Yeah. Although that's had more films in that franchise, so you could argue. True. Yeah. All right, but anyway, Wayne, what do you think then of Dial of Destiny? <sighs> all right. <laughs> uh, did, we didn't say this together. We no, we didn't. Apart. We saw it separately. So I've got no idea what Wayne's reaction is. Normally, if you sit next to someone, you can get a vague sense, even if... Absolutely. We try not to talk about films. No, we've not said a word to each other since since right now. Until right now. So, all right, everyone. I present to you the worst of the five. That's right. This this movie is worse than the other the fourth one. All right, not by much, not by much. But let me tell you the issues we're having here. Okay. Inconceivable. Yeah, Worse than the fourth one. <laughs> yeah, it whoa, is. Whoa, whoa, and I'll whoa, tell you whoa, why. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll Hold tell you on. why. Once your shitty sound stops. Jesus. All right. So, look, the movie started out great. 
if not for some ropey CGI yeah. unification, okay? Yep. Now, look, I've often been like that. Well, let's just look past the CGI a la The Flash. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, well, let's just look <laughs> well, past you're not going to extend the same privilege to this film? No, I, I'm trying to, but <laughs> I'll tell you this, right? Captain Marvel fucked it up for everyone. That youngification was so good, I want to shit my pants. Like, in, in that Captain Marvel film, Sam Jackson being young for the whole movie... Was, Do you remember I, how bad Clark Gregg looked in that movie, though? I actually don't, uh. because I'll tell you this. Even in Secret Wars, like they show that there's... I don't know, Secret young, Invasion. Secret Invasion, sorry, yes. Even the, the small youngifications they do in there is actually still good. At, for Marvel, Captain Marvel, at no time did I actually think Sam Jackson looked weird. And that's because when Black does crack, it's very easy to fill in the holes. I wonder if that is a factor. <laughs> I, I honestly, because like, it's, which, is a, which is a compliment to our absolutely African American no, and it, African brethren. Absolutely, like, but like, it's it's well known that it's a bit ropey this one, but like, often they cover up CGI by shooting or having a dark scene, like a night scene, yep. right? So anyway, over here it is a night scene, right? But I'm like, that looks like indie if it was a video game, right? That's what I think. So let's just get past that. Yes, that took me out of it a little bit. Oh, but I'm 100%, 100% agree. Right? 100% agree. It's not great. It's not reprehensible. No. It's not flash level. It's not. But it's not good. It's not good, right? So I'm watching that first 20 minutes going, this is the movie right here. This here is indie fighting Nazis because that's a very important thing. And it's like, okay, this is as close to old indies we get because literally it is the young indie, right? Like the old uh, young indie, right? The, the indie in his prime. Right. And so I'm fine with that. I did, however, notice that they didn't youngify his voice because he's still very gruff when he's talking to people and stuff like that. Okay. So I didn't pick that up. Yeah, I did. So anyways, but like, that's the thing. That should have been, I, I almost think, well, I wish that was the whole movie because it started out great, but it worked against the film because the rest of the film is now showing you the reality of Indiana Jones, which is fair, but I don't know if that's what I came for. Indiana Jones. <coughs> Can I ask? Go on. What did you expect? I expected... You, you knew it was contemporary Harrison Ford. <laughs> yes, I did. And here's the thing, though, right? And here's why I say Indy 4, the, the Kingdom of Crystal Flaps, right? You could not convince me <laughs> in a trillion billion years <laughs> any merits that film has. Okay, here's... Well, here, I'll, I'll give it a try, right? <laughs> the problem with Indy Sorry, 4 is sick. stupid moments, right? Oh, God, Indy 4 had stupid moments like the fridge and the fucking swinging through the forest oh, and, the and shit monkeys. like that. All that shit, right? Those were stupid moments, but I will tell you this, Paul, it felt more like an indie movie. No. I saw it maybe... And a shit MacGuffin. I know. I, all of those things... Are, shit indie. You're 100% correct. But like the... And Shia LaBeouf. Again, correct. Mutt. Right? But it felt like an indie film. Like in all those other think? bits. I think it did. The, the, the whole... Ca- Look, he was younger then. I'm glad then. you found it that way. I, again, I saw it like three months ago. So I actually looked at it again and I'm like, yeah, look, I'm not going to tell you it's a good movie and I'm not going to tell you it's worthwhile. But that movie there, I'm watching him swing in a warehouse and land on Nazi trucks and shit like that. And it still felt like he was indie, but just older. Here, how old's Fat Harris Ford? It must be around 80. Fuck. All right, look. Probably at the time of shooting 78, whatever. Props to him because he's still fucking professional. This guy gets there and he turns up and he's he's got a shirtless scene. He doesn't look terrible. At 80 years, I think he looks like me now. Yeah, right? he, literally, <laughs> he literally turned 80 uh, a year ago. So he's about to turn 81. So yeah, it would have been 78, 79 when he shot this. So amazing and he's awesome, okay? I wasn't a fan of Phoebe Waller-Bridge and the dynamic between the characters. I will agree with you on that. As she, well, and I'll, I'll I have some comments to make absolutely about all that. spoilers. Yeah, yep. absolutely. She's kind of a cunt. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's not like it's. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I do. It's an easy way. Yeah. It's, what? No. She does some very not nice things to our indie. Okay, and I would say that 
halfway through the film, right? Checking my watch, bro. Yep. I'm checking my watch, right? There and is no doubt this film is it's bloated. So I didn't know how long it would be. And then I'm there at the sort of two hour mark going, hang on. This either wraps up in 15 minutes, which I don't see any way it could. It's interesting. Or it's going to go for another I like. I always <laughs> check the runtime of film before I go in. So I have it in my head ready. Good so for I'm you. prepared. Clever move. I, think, I didn't do I it. That's the way you probably. That will help. I think it will. Because then you're framing it. You're ready. Like, oh, okay, I know this has still got, you know, this can't be near the end. Because when films drag, and it's not the end of this film that drags, it's the middle portion. Yes, I would agree completely. Dear God, does it drag. It's so, like... And the problem is, very simple. Yeah. There's too many phases to getting the MacGuffin to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. They should have and could have very easily trimmed at least one of these so-called set pieces from the whole narrative and it would have suffered not at all. Not at all. I agree completely. And in fact, just the the pacing of the script and the way it's written is like, it just chugs in that middle bit. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there going, this better get exciting. I'm going to need an action scene stat. And so I'm like, all right, you know, this is, it was a very, like the things that they, I'll tell you this, because I'm bragging on already, right? Um, <laughs> the things that I did enjoy, the callbacks to the other thing, to the, to the previous movies, I sort of enjoyed until the end. I did like the, Interesting. the just seeing him again, I liked seeing him again. I like the fact that they've made it such that they're calling out the differences. Like literally in the first movie, he's the hot professor that women are looking at with painting their eyelids with I want to fuck your dick and shit like that, right? <laughs> it's not what it That's said. exactly what you put on there. And, <laughs> and literally now you're seeing that it's comp- no one cares about him, right? So, and I'm like, yeah, that's a thing. I'm sure it's reminding me of my own mortality and it's, it's unpleasant, but that is realistic. I don't fault the movie for that one bit. I think it's great. But in terms of its chase sequences and the things you go to indie for, it wasn't that exciting, Paul. Like, it wasn't as exciting as I'm used to from indie. So, overall, I feel like... I'll disagree about one scene in particular. But we'll, no, we'll come don't get me it. wrong. There are some eye-popping scenes for sure. But, I don't know. Like, I think the the, the best thing about this film was the score. Scores believe it great. or not. It's amazing. I know. Right? Whoa, hey, hang on a second. I know. <laughs> Imagine me noticing the score, and what does that tell you about the rest of the film, Paul? This is the dumbest yeah, shit right. anyone ever you. said <laughs> in the history of, and I don't fuck think off, I'm fuck, exaggerating fuck, here, fuck, time. <laughs> And when we get into spoilers, I'm going to tell you the exact problem with this film towards okay. the end. Right? All right. Let so me talk what generally to it then. Clearly, I like this movie more than you, although no doubt we'll end up with exactly the same fucking Probably. score. <laughs> that's, that's the way that we roll. I think this is infinitely better than the direct that was the fourth film, but it's not a patch on. It's, not, it's a pale facsimile of the first three films. Let me ask you this. What's your favorite of the five? Is it Raiders or back and forth between Raiders and, and Last Crusade. Crusade. Yeah. For a lot of years, it was Last Crusade, but recent rewatch, I have to say Raiders. Now, that's where the magic started. Here's sure. where the film does a really great job. Harrison Ford is still, despite being 80 years old, thereabouts, as charming and charismatic as ever. Couldn't agree more. He shines through this film. And Absolutely. He's playing a role that he's made his own. I saw somewhere online recently where someone asked him about, well, you know, do you think there could be another indie film with maybe someone like Chris Pratt playing? And he said, when I go, indie goes. Yep. Because <laughs> you know why? Fuck everyone, I'm Harrison Ford. Well, and also, he's not wrong. Don't fucking recast this. Leave it alone, Hollywood, or at least leave it a hundred years until those of us who are attached to it can have all moved off this mortal coil and then do whatever the fuck you want when no one cares anymore. What the, what would that be? Because remember, they did do Young Indiana Jones as a TV show, and they actually had an old harried Harrison Ford in that, playing old Harrison or old Indy. So, you know, I don't think it couldn't work, but yeah, I agree. That's not. That's no, not, not right. Let's not. not right. 
cast someone else. Let's not fucking Dwayne. I'm sure Dwayne The Rock Johnson will put his hand up to be Indiana Jones if oh, someone f- threw enough money at him. But anyway, that's beside the point. That's He's the standout. He's the, the thing you're there to see. And I think they're really tapping into what Harrison Ford seems to be now. I could be wrong because I don't know the man. And what is to be he? clear. Yeah. Hi, Harrison. How are you going? <laughs> but he's a bit out of his element now. He's somewhat acerbic. He's a little cantankerous. Absolutely. He's always been that, though. But he still gets the job done. Absolutely. And I think they really present that well. That's what I say. He's a professional. He turns up. He worked out. But I think the script plays to those strengths, too. What the script also does is it riffs every successful part of the first three films and throws it all in here. Now, a generous person will say, what a great homage. Homage. We're pastiching, in a way, the best bits where we're jumbling all together. Of course, it's his own franchise. It can do that. It can... can plagiarize itself and that's all right so we get the shit out short round who's terrible and has no charisma nor presence whatsoever unless you count a unibrow as being charismatic who are we talking about the Phoebe? little kid oh the all oh, right that's not is that oh okay yeah, i thought he's you were meant to be about short round yeah the first the first part of the film is a flashback to something significant from his past that sets up these events whereas the flashback in last crusade it's showing you things that explain why Indy is the way that he is now. So, like, we know why he's frightened yes. of snakes. Yes. You know of, where yeah. he gets his fedora and, Phoenix, and he's seen yes. for bullwhips from. So, it, it plays so much better than this opening sequence here because mm. it resonates through what we already knew about the character, whereas this is just setting up this next film. So, it's borrowing that element from The Last Crusade. Yeah. At least they've gone back to Nazis, like you say, as the villains. Very important. And they've gone back to this pseudo-supernatural, even though they kind of try and argue that it's more science element of the fantastical element of the plot which I really liked and I don't I, mind the, the, the MacGuffin I don't mind no, it at all neither do I I just wish it had been a lot fucking simpler to get together but yeah, that final scene which we'll save for spoilers in discussing what actually happens mm-hmm. well, I say final scene the climax of the film yep, if yep, I can put yep. it that way I think raises the stakes in a way that we've never seen in the Jones, and that's largely why it gets the score it gets from me because hey they went there and they've really gone for it and if you're not on board with that if it's lost you before that point in time I think this film will stink for you Mm. But if you are on board enough to go on that literal journey with them, as mm. well as metaphorical, then uh, I think this film is going to be a much grander and better spectacle. If that makes sense. I am a little surprised to hear you say that. Hollywood is uncomfortable with the idea of a almost, I guess in the film he's retiring, so I guess he's meant to be around 65, and he pulls it off. A 65-year-old man having a romantic subplot with anyone, so they saddle him with a goddaughter to take out that whole chemistry, romantic element. And I would just rather we'd had a Karen Allen, a Marion Ravenwood through the film. Just say it, Paul. What? Short round should have been in this film. Short round should have come back. Short round should have been his thing. This should have been a whole throwback to Temple of Doom that or been, something. As long as it didn't have fucking Willie Nelson, it'd be... What's her name? Willie. Who? Willie. <laughs> oh, Willie Scott. Yeah. <laughs> and also Willie Nelson, hard to bring him back, but anyway... <laughs> I would have I'd probably still do Thank God there was no one who ever went at any point in this film. Indy. <laughs> I don't know if I love the character more or your or your version of that. Look, this is the thing. You know what I reckon happened? I reckon the, the producers are like, we're not going to bring Kihu Kwan back again. He's got no relevance. And then he wins an Oscar and they're like, fuck! Yeah, because, right? I reckon that's what happened. Absolutely no <laughs> doubt at all. So Maz Mikkelsen, you know, he is the chief antagonist. He's got, he, he's fine, but he's he, got nothing to work with here. I think he's doing great. He's so one note, though. It's just like, eh. The person that confuses the <laughs> fuck out of me in this film is Boyd Hol- Holbrook's you know, lead enforcer character. Uh, Why the so fuck does unlikable. he do what he's doing? 
he's it's never yeah, explained because he's re- literally willing him and all of his henchmen are willing to yeah. commit very heavily shall we say to the arc, to the well, yeah, they vision. murder people left right and center in this movie yeah which is a little I mean I get they're meant to be but I don't understand he, he's as American as I sound they never give him a backstory they That's never explain right. why if they were all way. Nazis somehow yes. It wouldn't be yes. okay, but it would be more no, explicable. But th- yeah, you would understand it. But these people are all like, we're literally going to give yes. like, the For rest. what? Exactly. And it's like, are you... The, are you... And I'm talking around is... with the, the end sequence, exactly. it, it doesn't get... justify this. Exactly. I, the whole way through, I kept waiting for a bit more backstory to him or some explanation as to why he's the way that he is. But well, we've got nothing. Exactly. And what they commit to doing, it goes beyond how much yes. you're getting paid. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, whoa. Madness. Yeah. So that's a, that itself in a two and a half hour film, you don't have time to give two minutes to give that. That's That's... Horrendously bad writing. Exactly. So. And also, I didn't like Boyd Hall. I didn't find him interesting to watch. Well, because there's nothing to him. Exactly. He's just a heavy. Mm. and Which makes no sense because he's this thin fucking... He's obviously James Mangold's best mate after Logan. Yeah. So... Look, he can do menacing, but he wasn't... I don't know what he was doing here. He was almost goofy in how shitty he was. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. Okay. Is there anything else we can talk around? Which does... probably not. I think the set pieces are decent, and but they never, like you said, they never inspire the sense of amazement that those early, like that scene in Raiders where they're chasing the Ark and it's all practical and oh, yeah, they speed was... up the footage and whatever else. And then the scene, the tank chase or the tank fight, if you will. In, oh, that in was great. Last Crusade. All of those are great. I mean, yeah, this, sure. This... Even even the rope bridge in Temple of Doom and how cool that was. Uh, yeah. Except for the. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> At the time, we all would have done it, so shut up. <laughs> no. You would have. No, we wouldn't have. Come on. You didn't know any better. You thought women's was, voices was, sounded like that. I was 10. <laughs> yeah. By the time I watched that movie. So we all didn't really know what doing one no, meant. No. So, you know. So, yeah, I, I'm not high on this film. Don't get me wrong. I think it does way too much. It's way too long, and it's not as impressive enough as it needs to be. And the supporting characters, including Phoebe Waller-Bridge's Helena, are god awful, so yeah. I expected I'm so much. Very middle of the road on this movie is where I am. Uh, okay, I think I'm lower than middle. Um, All right, we'll find out the final scores, but stick around for that uh, one of the longest pre spoilers. I think we did alright. I don't think we've really given no, too we much, away. Given much away. So yeah. let's uh, let's get into it on the other side of Jack. You can't handle the truth. And the truth is, to the shock of I assume anyone who's a regular in the show, Wayne thinks. This film is worse than the the fourth Indiana Jones film, and therefore it's going to score it lower than I do. Possibly. I mean, it's slightly worse, is what I'm saying. Um, here's, here's the thing. All right, here it is, people. Let's get into it here, okay? Here's something that I had an issue with early on. Let's talk about that first opening sequence. Relatively exciting. Train, top, jumping around, spear of Christ, and that's a MacGuffin, and yeah, 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 right? It's a MacGuffin pre the MacGuffin. Yes, it's a fake, so that's good. Who cares? I do believe there's actually a comic about that spear, about an indie, an indie comic about that spear. I didn't, know, I didn't even know there were yeah. indie comics. Oh, yeah, Dark Horse. Anyway, so I'm sitting there going, this is the problem. Train top. Indy's there with the dude from fucking, you know, Civil War. What's his name? I can't remember what his name is in the yeah, movie, but it's Toby guy. Jones. Toby Jones, him, right? So they're on there and they're fighting with the what is the head Nazi at the time or whatever he is, right? That's Thomas Kretschmann. Right, well done. So the three of them are on top of the train and Thomas Kretschmann, the head Nazi, is facing off against Indy and that Toby guy is shitting his pants somewhere, fine. The, the head Nazi has got the fake Christ spear in his hand and he's like, let's go. And I'm like, hey, uh, head Nazi. Shoot him. You have a gun yeah, in a holster, right? And I'm like, <laughs> and then he charges him. I'm like, just pull your gun and what? Okay, fine. They fight like that. Later on in the thing, then he decides to pull his gun. Takes him forever. Man, 
You don't even I have did, to be smart. I to did do that. think the exact same thing. So I'm like, okay. And by the way, some of the CGI when they're jumping, like the, the oh. oh, horrendous, horrendous, horrendous. Again, so given that we've recently had the Flash, that's, <laughs> that's redefined my horrendous use the word for CGI. So that was a budget thing, though. That was a pull the plug because the fucking lead actor is an asshole, you know. So anyway, uh, so there's that, and then Mads Mikkelsen. Takes a hit in this film, which would kill anyone else, okay? He's on the side of the oh, yeah. train, and a bell just goes, boom! Yeah, but this is takes Indiana about, Jones. But this, have you seen Speed? Dennis Hopper takes exactly the same hit on top of a train, except he gets killed. <laughs> Let me explain a few differences between Speed and Dial of Destiny. <laughs> One of them is is meant to be a pseudo-realistic kind of taking place, in a, as far as an action film goes, okay. in the contemporary setting and everything. This film has fucking time travel and Ark of the Covenant and spirits melting people's yeah. faces, this series right. of films. Sure, sure. <laughs> but he really got fucked up. I'm like, well, Look, that's the Fuck, if you're talking that way, bloody 79-year-old fucking Harrison Ford Gets getting shot a, shot, a shot in the chest is dead well before they yeah, fly through that time. He's just chilling thing. after that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you yeah. know, he, shrug it off. No worries. Oh, I fell asleep. I'm like, where am I? Yeah, you'd have you'd bled out. Okay. okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, fine. I think actually the best bit in that first bit was where the guy opens the he, he knocks on the window and the dude's in the car and then he just punches him. That's very indie. So that's what I'm saying. This whole show is less indie feeling than the previous ones, and that's the issue I'm having with I it. I never, I didn't have the same same reaction. All right, keep going. Now let's talk about what else. How'd you find Phoebe? Okay, like I said I didn't like her character. She yeah, so she almost becomes villainous and. Dude, she leaves Indy to die. To die, yeah. She locks the cage and says, you're going to now uh, die. Bad luck. I know these people I'm are like, chasing me. you fucking cunt. And all because she's trying to get antiquities to sell off in some illegal backyard. There. Or back, backyard casino sort of situation. That's right. Now, remember your girlfriend, Ilsa Schneider, from the third one? All right? She was a Nazi. And to be fair, Phoebe is at least not a Nazi. But... She was still in. She wanted the the grail. She was an archaeologist as well. She had the same passion he had. This bitch is trying to sell shit. There's no comparison between Ilsa Schneider and Helena in this I film. would agree completely. But let's not, if you're gonna let's put... not sully that good memory by ever doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the other thing, though. This Phoebe Waller thing, like, it's hard to respect her because once she leaves Indy to die, so I'm mm-hmm. not supposed to like her, maybe. 100%. But then later on, you are kind of supposed to like well, her. Well, you mentioned she's thrown in. They've become, you know, reluctant bedfellow. Uh, not in that way, sorry. Yeah. Like, like they become reluctant partners. And then it's all complicated. And I fucking hated Unibrow. The kid? Yeah. Uh, God, I mean... he was shit. Uh, you know, I've had, I've seen worse kids. I've seen worse kids. What was his name? I don't know. Unibrow. That'll do. Yeah, no. At least he's not the kid from fucking Extraction 2. That little cunt can fuck off. Well, no. So, um... <laughs> no, but, he, but he's meant to be the short round. I don't round think he's meant to be. I think he she's is. meant to be the short round. No, what are you... What craziness? He's, she's the sidekick. He's just a little... She's li- replacing any love interest. That's my point. There's always a woman who's a love interest in the these Love films. interest is Marion. Until now. Yeah, but she's not in it until the last... 200, 120 seconds of the film. Yeah, but like that's why it's like... Because the hero got to fuck. This is no, the thing. The hero my, no, got to my fuck. My point is that a better film would have had Marion on the adventure with him and not kept her out of the way. To I don't the know, side. bro. I and they know. would have fallen back in love through that adventure. Well, look, I've seen great Whereas movies where there's no love interest. She just fucking forgives him and walks because he almost died. Yeah, and she, you know... I mean, look, that, that's just on that point. By the way, I've just decided to start doing growly voice every time I'm emulating Harrison Ford. And as well, you should. Um, but like, here's the thing. Uh, on that note, Marion Ravenwood's there. 
they make the point that they have broken up, and then he explains halfway through the film that's because they straight up just killed Shia LaBeouf. Thank fuck. Yeah. Good. And that was fine. Good right? fucking riddance. That was fine. But that doesn't make sense, Paul, because in the in the in in the Crystal Skull, Shia LaBeouf is a greaser. He's an anti-establishment little motherfucker. Why would he join the army? Uh, Harrison goes, oh, he joined it to piss me off. Why would that? Why would he? Throw he that is not something that character would do, even if he's had some. I'm not gonna disagree with you, but I hate that fucking fourth film so much. I don't give a shit as far as I'm concerned. Thank God he's gone. <laughs> Fine, uh, and then you know, <laughs> but that, look, I get that. I get that. No one liked Sherlock, right? And, and remember, there was like rumors that he was gonna be the next in here. They even puts his hat on him in the end. It was like, get oh, fucked. That was deli- absolutely what it was meant to be. And when it didn't test well, and the film fucking tanked, they yeah, went, no, 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 we never meant that. Exactly. Then don't shit. fucking film it that way. Don't exactly. write it that way, Steven exactly. Spielberg. Or oh, you didn't write it; you directed it. But anyway. <laughs> And then, uh, so, so again, the dynamic between them never really worked. And at the end, when the thing happens and they go back in time. Well, no, well, they, they get the Dial Destiny, they open it up, it takes them back to Archimedes' yep, in time the, and they're yep. being attacked by the Romans and exactly. they're going to potentially lose. And I'm not quite sure how, but somehow, therefore, he gets all the ideas for technology because he looked at the watch and whatever else, but then a watch was left there off the arm of the dead Nazi officers. And that's how it's in the, his crypt 2000 years or whatever that was in the part future. I did like because when you look when you when they went and they found Archimedes's grave and he's got the fucking yep. modern watch on it's I, like, oh my god he went back through time he won no he didn't go through time because you can't get a fissure in the air when you can't fly I right? shouldn't have I shouldn't get into this because it's already half an hour long this review go on at least in terms of recording time before I start editing but so this is the school of thumb then of time travel where it's happened already, yes. even though it hasn't happened already. Yes, there are a couple of different ways that you can read that. Yeah, it, it's does, like it was always this way, or the thing is you go backwards and back to the future, you disappear. The, yeah, this is the, it was always that yeah, way. Travel. Which I don't understand. There's a million holes the, you could poke yeah, in. Every time anyway, you get a time travel thing, that yeah, happens. It's stupid. So let's just move on from that. I, yep. I get it. I liked the whole bit where, really did like, and I think they missed a trick here, Wayne. What? He said, leave me here, leave me here, leave me here. And you wanted him to get left there? I think that would have been the perfect ending for Indiana Jones. I disagree, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Please. Here's why, right? He's back in time. He's like, leave he's me here. He's an archaeologist. Yeah, he's an archaeologist. He knows he hasn't got long to live. Yeah, but he was going to have a really shitty dysentery death like that. Yeah, he'd have okay. died within a few, but what a, what a way to go. One, yes, two, no, I don't know. I think when you buy the farm, you want people around you. I'm yeah, just well, me. Yeah. I mean, I say that, but... You sound like you hated the very last scene. Well, here's what happened. Right? I really liked it. It was the first callback through all these. And I was like, this works. No, no. Them going back to Archimedes' time does work. No, that I was like great. That. I really like the climax. I'm talking about when they're back in the apartment. He's woken up. Marion comes in because Helena rang because now she's a really good goddaughter because she's changed through the course of the film for reasons that are never, ever. Ex- and, ever and doesn't quite ring true. Sufficiently gone, yes. explained. Agreed. She's just, oh, no, he's a good bloke. I guess I should help him out. And she punches him out and drags him back and we just wake up because thank God there wasn't five more minutes of showing all that shit, how that happened. Because the whole time, like, why is Unibrow following them through on a plane? This is stupid. Oh, they need to get back. Yes. But on that point, Paul, she goes and knocks him out. So first of all, well done. I don't know how you managed to knock Harrison Ford out, little skinny white girl, but okay. He'd been shot, Wayne. All right, fine. He'd crashed. All right, let's, let's say that that's not a problem, right? She knocks him out, and then he wakes up in his apartment. She and the plot and the writer has taken away his heroic choice. His heroic choice. The thing is, you have to be heroically selfless. In- well, that he would have stayed. That's right. So if- he should have either... He should have decided to go to come back. She shouldn't have knocked him out and just taken him back. He's now completely neutered as a man. He doesn't even have the option of doing what he wanted to or even dying the way he wanted to. But So that's a bit shit, Paul. But she's ultimately proven right because Marion comes in and they have, and he stands up straight away because as you do after you've been shot in the chest when you're 80 years old. you got no problem at all. And 
they do the great callback of, well, where doesn't it hurt? Now, you liked that. Oh, loved it. Huh. Look, I saw it coming a mile away, and I'm fine with that. And I was like, yes, do it. Show me film. This is why Marion should have been in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think she would have made it. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sexist motherfucker. Oh, come on, man. Look, she looks older than fucking Harry. Come on, baby. Shit. All right. So that's, uh, you know, fine. I still think that, like, look, it should have been just him in short run. We just said that. Fine. Let's just crack on that. Do you want to know the dumbest plot point? Please. Of this whole film? Please. It is itself the Dial of Destiny. Let's imagine you are Archimedes and you create a way somehow through some vagaries of mathematics yep. that you can create a rift in time mm-hmm. and bring people back to your age to help fight against the Romans, right? Well, that's not what he built, but go on, yes. Well, what, what did he build? It? He built... Uh, that, uh, to my understanding is that the Dial of Destiny is simply it shows you a fissure in time, right? And because of the way you said it, which apparently they he didn't... Ma- well, they made the point of saying he said it to come back here. Oh, really? Yes. That this is. So he hadn't planned on using it himself to no. move through time. And even if he did, Wayne, why does it fucking open in the air? Exactly. <laughs> no, that, that, well, that's the thing. That's why I liked about it. I'm like, how the hell was he getting back through time if his ass didn't have a plane? They, they say he set this. So even though fucking Mads Mikkelsen's Volo or whatever his name mm-hmm. is had done the math to show they could go back to 1939 and yep. kill Hitler and then yep. take over the Nazis and, and win the war from there, mm-hmm. which is all fine, again, other than the clearly. Homegrown buddy, what's his name? Um, Boyd Holbrook's character, who just is yeah, that's wantonly a... slaughtering people. Why you're prepared to go back in time? Why you give up your entire life? Him Nazi, and all the henchmen. Yeah, a Nazi uniform. And how much is this guy paying you? Exactly. And also, the money is worthless. Where you're going? And it wasn't even like Mads was telling him to kill people. He just did it. And he's like rolling his eyes in annoyance. That's at right. That's right. It's bizarre. You know who I think would have hooked a... up with a CIA agent who gets killed off. By the that... way, I think she would have made a great fucking sidekick. At least her and Indy have uh, have aligned goals. Like she's like, I hate these guys. I hate these guys. You know what I mean? Yep. She could have thrown in with him and I, become that. Well, yeah. So I like, don't it, disagree. A lot of weird kind of like you know. That's what I'm saying. Like the the thing didn't work as much. Is but what I'm saying. if it was what they said, he said it to be this way. Yes. Then wh- why? Yeah, I know. How did he know that people in the future would find his thing, come back here, and then I could well, use his watch? he's on that, but still, like, okay, I guess you don't get to determine where the fish is opened, but still, how, like... Oh, it's a lot of fucking... There's a lot of fucking... Taking a lot of heart. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Taking a lot on faith. So, yeah, I get that. Um, Surely if you had to create a device that can open a fissure in time, well, can you not fucking approximately locate it to the ground? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but I'll tell you, Paul, this is the real problem I have with the ending, okay? It's not so much that Marion was there or that he came back. I would have come back too. But here's, I guess the only time you're going to hear me say this, Paul. Uh-oh. A key aspect of the, raid, of, the, of the Indiana Jones Chronicles is that the ending of the movie is slightly horror. It's slightly horror. Raiders of the Lost Ark had people's faces melting. Yeah, but okay? then I had them back happy in the university. I'll say not the ultimate ending, but the, 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 the final act, Okay. Like, uh, Temple of Doom had motherfuckers bursting into flames and pulling hearts out. And, and then Harrison Ford was actually possessed at one stage. And he's slapping Willie and she's slapping all kind of... And then the last crusade is motherfucking Walt. That motherfucker turns into a skeleton right in front of fucking... Ilsa Schneider. Yeah. And then... I can't remember what happened in the fourth one. But Nothing. Sh- fucking aliens, right? Okay, fine. Let's That's fuck that one off, right? This one here, there's none of that horror shit. Like, it, there's none of that, like, oh my god, this like kind of freaky thing. It's just kind of like, hey, And what happened? you're describing here is a difference between... A family fun adventure film in the 
the 80s. Oh, absolutely. Versus the 2000s. Wasn't it Raiders that started the PG? No, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, Doom and Gremlins. Doom. Yes. So, and that's it, right? So, like, this is, like, seems, seems very neutral as a result. I wanted that. Oh, my God, at the end. As a, and the oh, my God we got was he went back in time and, you know. I love that. I, I think, don't mind that. I but think it's perfect. He's an archaeologist. He spends his whole time rooted in the past. He's trying to bring, that belongs in a museum. Yeah. I love it. I love it that he went back there and he could have belonged in the museum as a result, which is mm. what I kind of thought was going to happen. Yeah, no, I don't but mind the going back. I equally really enjoyed the Mary walking in and just having that moment of the I really didn't expect Raiders. you to. Yeah. I did not expect you to. All right, look, I think we've gone long enough. Fair enough. Let's do this, Wayne. Who's going to reveal their score first? I mean, I look, even because it's you, even though I think mine is a low score, it might even be higher than yours. Well, okay, so... <laughs> All right, I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. I'm giving this the barest of passes. It's slightly better than shit like Fast X and all the rest of it. I'm going to get 54. Oh, yeah. See, I gave it 54 too. <laughs> the way you were talking about it, it's at least a 60. You said you liked big parts of it. Me, it's just a pass because I like no, indie. I enjoyed the ending. I enjoyed it, Harrison Ford. And I thought there was way too much shit. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge is terrible. And Unibrow was the worst. So Yeah, Boyd, you should have hated it way more. And Boyd Holbrook was terrible. Uh, and Mads Mikkelsen had fucking nothing to do. So, yeah, my that's issue is why. an Indiana Jones movie made me look at my watch and go, holy shit, this is going long. Well, how, long how, often, how long did you say it was? 154 minutes. What's that, eight hours? Yes. Is it eight hours? Hot holy damn. shit. All right, so if I'm bored at an indie film, because you know what, Kiss the Skull, I wasn't bored. Oh, I was horrified, but I wasn't bored. Oh, I was bored. <laughs> Right, Wayne, we'd rather be horrified than bored. We have now established that. Excellent. More Absolutely. horror films coming to you from no, the horrified, Countdown podcast. Horrified by bad events, <laughs> not horror. Oh, shit. Uh, that's our review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. What did you think? Did you go out and see it even? And if you did, let us know via email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at thecountdownpc. Actually, don't bother that one. Twitter is fucking dead. It's officially <laughs> over. You can only look at 600 fucking posts a day now or tweets a day. Uh, instead... Join the Facebook community then instead where we get into exchanges with all of our awesome, awesome listeners. And also you can join the patron of the show if you really want to do talk to us directly. What else? That's it. Yeah. Follow us on That's Podbean it. where we host where we've just crossed uh, 650 published episodes. What's so up? There you go. Thank you so much for joining us again today for this review. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been the Soundboard Vindication. I don't know. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going to do with that. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.